Yes, it is. All right, Warm Hockey Podcast, episode 94 this week. Um, we always say it'll be a shorter episode. We, we always talk an hour, an hour and a half after that. But uh, episode 94, a few things to touch on. Um, but we'll jump into the social media platforms and the audio platforms here in just a little bit. Um, those who've been listening to us know where you can find it, but we will reiterate that here shortly. Uh, episode 94, inching closer to 100. We will probably have episode 100 while you are out of town and while you were not here. Uh, so we'll have to. We'll have no, to I'll, be, I'll be there. I'll be there uh, for 100. We'll do that. We'll okay, do well, that. Either, either way, person or Zoom, we'll, we'll have to f- figure out something uh, as special as possible for episode 100. Let's do that. Whether it's our Look favorite goaltender or something like that, but we'll have to figure out something. Uh, but we are inching closer to that. So but episode 94 this week, uh, where do we want to start? Well, do we want to start or do we feel the need to start with everybody's favorite social ill and our ignorant response to it? So our, our, could, suppo- our supposed ignorant response to it. Yes. It's it, look, all, due, it, all due respect to people. We're allowed our own opinions and we're allowed we're supposedly we no longer live in a free society, unfortunately, but we're supposedly allowed free choice and these freedoms that so many men and women have fought and paid the ultimate sacrifice for. Correct. That being said though, okay. fact, that being said though, fact is fact. And, you, and just because I, you're offended by something doesn't mean that the truth isn't the truth. Let me say this out of respect for anyone listening. If you don't believe that anyone should have an opinion that maybe they don't want to be vaccinated or that we shouldn't have to carry passports to go to the grocery store or that you should be, you know, kind of separated from regular society. If you choose not to be vaccinated with something that we don't even know about yet, if that is your opinion, please change the channel. Just save us all the aggravation and go away. I, you know, we value you as listeners, but what, but we also value your opinion as a human being to say, I believed in getting vaccinated. Theo Fleury came out this week and Theo Fleury is someone to be admired and respected as a player and as a human being. What his, what his life story has gone through is nothing but, uh, I have nothing but respect for it. It's, it's top level. And if you want to do yourself a favor, read his book. He's awesome. Uh, he came out and said he didn't believe that everybody should have to be vaccinated, that you should have to carry a passport to do anything normal, that everybody should be able to make up their own mind. Immediately, Brandon University, who has nothing, they have no skin in the Theo Fleury game, said that that was a stain on his legacy. Now, if, if you don't toe that line and salute that opinion, then you are just treated as a second-class citizen. So they are, they are now willing to tarnish everything that that guy has accomplished on and off the ice just because he believes in the freedom, the free will, the free everything of choosing to be vaccinated. You, you, now, you can't go to a Toronto Maple Leaf game. You can't go to a major junior game. You can't go to a BCHL game unless you show a vaccine passport. We all know that the vaccine passport will be obsolete before it's even initiated. Nonetheless, this is the way this is the way it's going. If you don't agree you with that, that, though, everybody wants to cancel it. 
do I believe what? That it, that there'll be enough pushback that this thing will be obsolete before it even happens? I think it'll be obsolete because the virus changes so often and so quickly that they're now talking about the second Delta variant, something or other, then it's all, you know, panic. So, and what it, and what it means to be fully vaccinated too. Yeah. So you're getting vaccinated for something that they were working on a year ago. And, and now all of a sudden it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's something completely new. So why are you getting vaccinated in the first place? So, and, and to, to go back to what brought it all along is now you, so you've suffered economically the league is suffering the players are suffering you know now you you may have guys going to the olympics and they've created this side door way to get out of it by if you cry covid they can pull the plug on nhl players going to the olympics regardless of your opinion of whether they should go or should not go yep. here's the here's your way out of everything you can't get something delivered you can't go anywhere you can't fly you can't do anything in this world now because the the covid excuse is unimpeachable all i have to do is say covid and i can get away with anything and if and like we said before we hit record if that happens if here's the deal if that happens with the olympics because you know how passionate players are about competing in the olympics and we can we can debate all day about do we side with the players do we side with ownership yep the players are passionate about it, but Olympics to a shortened season to no fans to whatever. If you start doing that again, I've, I've got good money right now. I'll, I'll say it on recording right now. I got good money says you're looking at a player strike and you're looking at some major uproar The you've already shut down once, right? You've already done that. Players are already living through the flat cap. They're they're already having to pay what is it, ten percent or whatever back on on the loan from right? last season. Correct. Last season, all that stuff. Players players are not going to want to keep losing money. Right, wrong, or indifferent. Whether 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 whether. You know, we can go on and on about the debate about whether William Nylander is overpaid. But at the end of the day, players in general, they're not going to want to keep losing money. They're not going to want to keep having to deal with this. Ownership, I got money says, isn't going to. The league shouldn't want to keep dealing with this on where the revenue is going to come from and the money they're losing because they don't have butts in the seats. So I, I agree with you. And and you're you're 100% right. Players, ownership... These are people that have invested their entire lives in what they're doing. And the league is a multi-billion dollar enterprise now. And hats off to Bettman and Daly and everybody who's built it to what it is and all the owners, players that, that sacrifice and the people that get them there. Salute to everybody, full marks to the league for being what it is now. They should not have to lose money. But who is the first one to step up and, and run and hide under the pillow when somebody tests positive, who, who cares what, and I, and I'm, I'm going to try to get through this podcast without swearing because I don't like to do that on here. Who cares if Austin Matthews tested positive for COVID? It's irrelevant. He didn't have it. He didn't get sick. He didn't create a problem. You can't 
you can't harm a healthy young person with this virus. You can harm people with comorbidities. You can harm people that are overweight, smoke a lot, old age, whatever. There's a lot of demographics that fit into the high-risk category. But young, fit, professional athletes and teenagers and 20-somethings and 30-somethings that are in great shape, they are not among them. So why the league would continue to to collapse under a positive COVID test is their own fault. Like somebody, nobody, nobody is willing to stand up and say, young hockey players are not at risk. If you feel like you're at risk, don't go to a game. If you feel like you don't want to be around people who may or may not be vaccinated, stay home, lock your door. Call Amazon and have your food delivered or whatever you do. Don't leave your house if you're petrified of this thing. If you want, if you want to go out, go. If you don't, don't. If you don't like the, my opinion, don't invite me over. I'm okay. Yep. But I, and I'm okay with your opinion. But this whole thing about just someone tested positive, they're not sick, they're not in the hospital, they're not, they're, they, have, they didn't even know they had it until you tested them. How is that at risk for anyone? So that's my, that's my position on it. I'm going to stay that way. You're welcome to your opinion. I really don't care. But, but everybody, wants to, everybody wants to punish me for having that opinion. So that's just a shame. And, and look, at, look no further than Theo Fleury or anybody else who's come out and said, I don't really think I'm going to get vaccinated. I don't agree with the mandate. Now, oh my God, they're, they're going to kill everybody. They're trying to kill society. They're trying to murder people because they don't want to get vaccinated. As if getting vaccinated means that you can't get it. Or being not vaccinated means that you automatically have it. Yeah. It's just ignorance. It's being fueled by the politicians and the media, and people are falling for it every morning on the news. Fear, fear mongering at its best. But um, so it'll be interesting to see, I guess, the long and short of it to save us from ranting and raving, which uh, is. It didn't take me long to it'll be, that promise. Is, it'll be interesting to see how it falls into place when it comes specifically because it started when with the topic of the Olympics. But in general, with in general, with how the season proceeds with these um with these COVID rules that the league has put into place and how players can be suspended if they're not vaccinated and all these things and, and all that stuff, how, how that falls into place and how that works. Um, and, and everything. So it'll be it, to save again, to save time, it'll be the long and short of it is just see how it, how it plays out for what looks to be hopefully an 82 game season. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. If players have figured out how to go to the Olympics, ownership has figured out how to ensure them, who's going to pay all the bills, who's going to handle the travel and all of the logistical things that have to happen with that shortened season. If everybody's okay with that, I'm all for it. I love the product on the ice. Uh, I don't like the, I don't like the ancillary issues with the schedule and, and with potential injuries and things like that. I think there's some irresponsibility there, but I'm all for the product on the ice. If they go, I'm all, I'll be watching. Uh, I hope they get an 82 game schedule in. I hope they can put fans in the seats in Canada for once. And I hope there is some common sense restored. 
over a period of time. But now we're now uh, almost two years into it and it's getting worse instead of better. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not optimistic, but I, I certainly will be rooting for it for them to put together a, a full schedule. Anyway, um, enough of that. Uh, yep. If you're offended, then, then turn us off. Plain and simple, which is what you should be doing anyway. If you're offended by something, don't try and cancel, just yeah. change the channel. Right. Um, Zach Parise signed a contract with with the Islanders. That was a foregone conclusion when you look at the connection with uh, with Lou. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, all the more reason, all, all another another depth piece there, who who's still capable, who has now reaffirmed how scary the Islanders can be if they want to. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. They if are goaltending is if their goaltending is healthy and everything's good. They they along with the Flyers, those those two teams are my top two in the East. If, uh, if you they, know, I was uh, this earlier, I, and I agree with you. I think uh, we talked about the Flyers being one of the best teams, uh, at least on paper. Let's see what they can do on the ice. But Av is a great coach. Um, you got to put the you got to put the Islanders in with them. Uh, out east, I still I love what Montreal has done, even without Shea Weber. Uh, I love where they where they stand. Colorado in the West is still a favorite, along with I would say Dallas. You think you Dallas like, is there? I like Dallas. I you know I, I think they need to lose a goaltender. They need some they need to shed some salary there, but I like them. I think Pittsburgh will be a sleeper. Yeah, as would Dallas be. has some issues though. Uh, <laughs> With kind you know, of this, with kind of this up and down nature of of they're a favorite in the West, and then all of a sudden they don't even make the playoffs, and then oh, they're you know so um, there there has to be some consistency. Now they had a they had a lot of injury trouble last year, but they still are very deep and very skilled up front. They're large and mobile on defense, and they are three deep in goal now, and they've got a little of everything in the in the Tampa model. They've got Big, strong guys up front like Ben and Sagan, and and if he's healthy, um, a guy like Hints and and Radulov, they've got experience in Pavelski. Uh, they picked up Glenn Denning, who's going to be a big piece for them, along with uh, Robertson and and Como. They're going to be, and they're they are so big and strong and mobile on defense. Adding Suter is a big deal, and they're three deep in goal. All they have to do is put that together. The, you know that's uh, that's just a good team, and and I'm I think they they absolutely will tell you that they underachieved in a big way last year. But they they do you, do you have them do you have them uh, competing in the central? I absolutely do. I absolutely at least compared to the Pacific. The central is still your your tough division in the West, and and. You yeah. have to you have to at least assume until proven otherwise that Colorado is top is your your one of if not the top team in the central. Absolutely. And you have to assume that based on some moves they've made this offseason that Winnipeg is going to be at least in the top top 3 or 4 in that sure. and everything. Sure. Um, so, you, so you see so you see Dallas as as one up there with Colorado and Winnipeg then. Certainly do. I certainly do know they could they could have a couple key injuries and underachieve again, but I think Jim Nill has shored up some holes there and made things a little bit easier for their top six and uh, and they they are 
if they don't compete for a cup, if they don't go two or three rounds into it, I think there's going to be a lot of disappointment there. They are built that well in the West. They have to go with Colorado and Winnipeg. Um, what about speaking of the Central and the West? Um, foregone conclusion based on some moves they've made that, um, and now that they're in the Central, that Arizona will probably finish last in that division. Uh, you know, there's, as we talked about before we, uh, before we started, it, I think you can throw out half dozen teams and Arizona is certainly one of them. I would love to have made a trade two years ago for their top pick this year. Them, Detroit, uh, Buffalo, there are teams that have not done, when I say not done getting bad yet, I think there are a handful. There are going to be some real surprises in the middle part of the league. A bunch of teams that you're not used to seeing take major slides like a San Jose or a Nashville. Maybe a couple of teams that you haven't seen really compete hard in the last couple of years like uh, say New Jersey. New Jersey could compete. Sorry? New Jersey could compete if they Yeah, they've they certainly shown some, shown some willingness to, to, uh, to make that team better. I think New Jersey is going to be somebody at the end of the season that will have gone from horrible to mediocre. Uh, but it's a step. They're just, they're just not, they don't have it up front. They don't have the grit. They don't have the combination of, of uh, guys that can bang and score. Uh, what, what direction do you, does Minnesota take? They were to, if we're talking about um, directions that teams are going to take last year, I remember specifically our conversation about where Minnesota sat and it being a surprise as the year progressed that they were, and yeah, it was new, new division alignments because of, you know, because of a shortened year, but they, they were um, surprising to, to me anyway, that consistently throughout the year, they were a hard team to play against and they were right there competing for a playoff spot and really pushing and showing that they belonged. And so the question is, does that continue and as a result, do they compete with the likes of Winnipeg and Colorado in the Central? And short answer, no. They they can't do that. I have a prediction, and I I I really hope I'm wrong because I don't know the guy, and I have no axe to grind with him. But so much of what they do, they are so average in every area, except for Kaprizov, who had a who had a banner year, and good for him. He played well all year he's very consistent uh as he goes so goes this team now a couple of different things can happen here he could he could still end up in the khl he could he could get his 10 million dollar payday in minnesota and and turn into kustitsen like he, he that that potential is still there for him you know, there are some guys that like Radulov and Kovalchuk and the guys like that, that over the years, the Russians just maybe, I, I don't know if they don't know how to handle success. Uh, you know, you certainly, you see Alex Ovechkin still playing his heart out as he does after these this many years. But in respect to Radulov, an exception. With, in respect to Radulov too, who's kind of re-found, reignited that passion within himself. Yep. Since, he, since the debacle in Montreal and all that stuff to, to find himself in Dallas and 
find that passion and and that ability to produce and and compete. So they are very. It's not, it's not all of them, but but it it is right, wrong, or different. It is a Russian factor, unlike other countries who just don't deal with that same thing. It's a but, it's a it's a real thing. Uh, they're Minnesota to to wrap them up. They're very average up front, save for Kaprizov. If he has another forty goal type year, uh, they'll be they'll compete for a playoff spot. But they're. I, I would say they're maybe C plus on defense uh, on their best day. They're probably pretty good in goal. Um, Kakinen and uh, Cam Talbot, pretty good in goal. But as for being more than just a squeeze into the bottom end of the playoffs, that's probably the best they can hope for. Uh, now that, now that while, we, while we talk about it, the, I, w- I won't say it's an elephant in the room, um, but the interesting topic of Chicago, um, Chicago yeah. adding Flurry, uh, potentially getting Taves back in the lineup, adding Seth Jones, number of moves like that. On paper, on paper, they look like a competitive team. They look they w- they should be competitive if they stay healthy. If their off ice issues don't cloud their season, which they certainly can affect what happens on the ice they've got obviously pat kane never takes a night off uh debrinket and strom have have found a home uh kubalik is a great young player if taves is healthy that helps they are not even with seth jones beyond that they are pretty mediocre on defense uh flurry it helps them in goal for sure but uh, that's that's another team that's probably a coin toss to get into the bottom end of the playoffs, along with a, a team like Minnesota or Nashville. Um, there's going to be a there's going to be a lot of that, as there should be. It creates, uh, you know, it creates good theater at the end of the year when teams are within a, you know, do you get a tie or a two point win to make the playoffs or not in uh, in April? So that's uh, that's kind of what makes this league go around, and I'm all for it. But there's there's a bunch of teams in that middle pack where you would throw Edmonton, Calgary, uh, Washington, Vegas, even Boston. Middle pack is in Lewis. Middle pack is in as in teams that coin, could, coin flip on which way they'll go. Exactly. And the, you know, they're maybe because of depth issues, maybe because of goaltending issues, there's a lot of teams that could, really get hot and, and make a run the way Minnesota tried to do last year and good on them for that. They could have a, a little bit of an injury bug, get a cool cold goaltender, um, and, and, you know, have be eight games under 500. There are, before I forget, there are two teams that I want to go on record as saying, don't necessarily watch for them this year, but in a couple of years in the 23, 24, range season LA and Ottawa West and East uh, I, I look at not just where a team is today but in, in in the case of a Chicago or a Minnesota those are two teams and, and I won't digress back there but those are two teams that don't have they don't have an NHL player in their system that's not already on the roster and that is really troubling when I look down the road a year or two, because you don't want to be a 500 team trying to get into the playoffs and at the same time be a win now 
window, right? Yep. But when you look at a team like LA, they could compete for a playoff this year and should. Ottawa out east could certainly come close to you know competing for a playoff if they stay healthy and develop. But they are just starting right now, starting to get good. So those are teams that, yeah, they're going to be tough this year to play against and, and could surprise a lot of people as, uh, you know, as they should. But holy smoke, are you, if you've got to play them every night uh, in a year or two, ouch, they're going to be really, really good. So, I, you know, the, I look at the league in that way pretty much every year. There's teams that aren't, they're not going to have a sniff. They might play their lights out, but they're not going to have a chance. There's teams that probably eight or 10 of them that are legitimate cup contenders and should surprise no one if they win the cup or go to the finals. And then there's a bunch of teams in the middle that are in that coin flip range. And that's, that's a tough place to be because you don't, you don't get the, you don't get high draft picks. You know, a lot of them are against the salary cap already. And you know, you just got guys that are like, Washington is probably starting their decline. I would say Vegas is starting theirs. Um, Boston Bruins, Florida looks good to me. Um, Edmonton is going to be all right. I, I like what Ken Holland has done in a very short time there. Columbus, wow, that's a that's a tough place to go. And then there are some questions. And tell me what you think of when you when you first hear these names: Vancouver, New York Rangers. St. Louis. What do you what do you think there, Carolina? Uh, well, okay, so let's go one by one real quick. Vancouver. To me, to me, they are too good of a team on paper to be struggling the way they are. Now, to me, and it's my opinion, but what that says to me is that there's some bigger issues at play, whether that's and we can advocate for 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 Green, their coach, yep. all day. But for the sake of you know, for the sake of our argument here, there's a bigger issue at play. Whether that's consistency, whether that's health, whether that's coaching, whether that's ownership and management, whether that's some toxicity in the in the in the room, whatever. There's a bigger issue at play because they are too good of a team on paper. Demco, Demco, excuse me, in net. Yep. Tyler Myers on the back end, like Tyler Myers and Quinn Hughes and Pedersen and yep. Travis Hamannick and Besser, uh, added, and Brock Besser, Besser They added Connor Garland. This is a team that should be a lot better, especially Ekman, if Pedersen stays healthy. Ekman Larson. Yep. They now. Again, these are preseason type comments, so we'll see how Vancouver falls in a what is looks to be a weak Pacific Division, right? So who knows? But up to this point, including last season, they are there's something going on because they are just too too good of a team on paper to to flunk out of the playoffs altogether, as in not even make it and and have these question marks of does is Pedersen an offer sheet waiting to happen is Besser on the move is, you know, all the, these are two skilled and talented and young 
of players to have those types of questions around them at this stage. So there is something. Going this is this is the year that they either prove themselves on the move or or need to be need to undergo some major adjustments. Right. Agreed. It's a, this is every every team every team has it. Every team has a pivotal pivotal year where they either where they either put it together and they start to trend in the right direction, or or you're looking at blowing it up again and retooling and trying to go a different direction to see if that fixes it. But right. every team every team at some point faces that pivotal fork in the road of which which direction you're going to go. And yeah. Vancouver in 21-22, this upcoming season, this is their pivotal year. What yep. do they do? You are getting to a point with where Besser's contract is going to, is going to come up. So is Pedersen's. You're going to – how long does Green stick around as your coach? There's a lot of questions uh, where things pe- need to be pieced together or – you're going to look at some major changes. Colorado is the same way to me. You, there's only so many years you can get bounced in the second round before, yeah. before something's got to give. And so you've either got to take that step or you're looking at Jared Bednar. You're looking at Sackick. You're looking at, got, dare I say it, McKinnon or anybody like that on the outs because yeah. – because no. So, so I, it now, Colorado's like, different. Colorado's different. They're in a much different, better place competitive-wise than Vancouver. But there's still some of those pivotal questions. So, And in regards to some of the other teams that you listed, who, who was it? Vancouver? Um, who else did you list? Oh, uh, that was a long time ago. I don't – geez, I don't remember. <laughs> Vancouver. Uh, Boston, St. Louis. Boston, St. Louis. Uh, New York Rangers. Boston, St. Louis Rangers. Okay. Real quick on Boston. Boston, I think, I, I won't say it's a foregone conclusion. They find a way to be competitive every year. But, but I think it's getting more and more of a guarantee that they are, they are trending downward. Krejci's already left. Marshan's on the other side of 30-31. Pasternak is your, your most skilled future guy along with maybe McAvoy. Yeah. And... To those two guys are just simply not enough. St. Louis, St. Louis to me could go either direction. They've got big bodies. They just re-up Pareko long term. Yep. Um, Bennington. Do something with uh... Bennington. Say what you will about Bennington and his attitude or whatever else, but he's a, when he's on his game, he is a quality goaltender. Yep. To me, they are they are the prime example though of a team that is literally stuck in the middle. They're stuck in the middle on which way they go. On they're stuck in the middle on how we how we describe them because they they've either, they've still got a lot of the same pieces that won them the Stanley Cup. They're big bodied, and when they're healthy and playing well, they can scare you. Okay, but at the same time, you're looking at flat salary cap. These questions. They got swept last year. Schwartz is gone. Tarasenko is not happy and wants out. Binnington looked more human than he has. Uh, health concerns, this salary cap, that. They re- real quick, quicker than I think any of us want to admit because we, we have no ax to grind necessarily with the Blues. Oh. But quicker than any of us really want to admit, they could be 
they could be trending to a rebuild. Look at, I, I don't want to, I want to stop you in the middle of all these teams that could go either direction and teams that could be uh, a year from now, they could be trying to retool and blow them up, whatever you want to call it, or they could be, you know, in the conference final. So much of this depends on the development of individual players. So in the case of Vancouver, does, does Quinn Hughes take the step to become Kale McCarr? Does uh, Jordan Cairo in St. Louis, does he become Gabe Landeskog? Do these guys, and look what Tom Shabbat did in, in Ottawa, a, a guy like McCarr in Colorado. Uh, does, like, these, these guys that you're waiting on to, to change your game, do they, does Cole Caulfield become uh, Debrinket? you know, it's turned into a 35, 40 goal scorer. Those players are the, you look at three or four really key players that are young guys that are either going to develop into stars and seven or $8 million hits, or you're going to be asking yourself in two or three years, whatever happened to that guy? He had so much potential as a 20 year old. I haven't heard his name called in, in and where'd he go? They just vanish. So when you look at the, fate of the team, the fate of the coaching staff, uh, the fate of the fan base, so much of it rests on whether this, this league minimum guy on his entry-level deal becomes a superstar that now everybody is after, right? Uh, like uh, in, in Montreal, where did Ryan Paling go? He's a, he's a key guy. He's a young centerman with a lot of skill. I haven't seen him in a year and a half. So you look at Guys that, are they going to develop? Are they going to become that uh, Sam Girard? Are they going to be just floundering around the minors in two years and, and trying to hold on to a paycheck? Every team, when you look at all these teams that you were talking about and could go either way, the Bostons, the St. Louis, the Vancouver, so much of it rests on a guy going from an average second or third round pick to Braden Point. Right? And the, the the last question mark I have, and we can transition to kind of eventually here close things out. Last question mark I have is, um, if we're talking talking about that middle of the road could go any way, is Calgary. What 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 do they, what do they do? Um, you talk about pivotal years. Is this a pivotal year for them? Do they cool. do they do they with Coleman and with? Markstrom on a big contract and Goudreau still in your, in your locker room and all these things, do they put it together and, and show that they're taking steps or are you looking in the, in the 2022 off season, are you looking at Calgary along with a Vancouver, along with um, a Boston, along with anybody like that, making some major changes here again, what, does does Dylan Dubé become a, a, a Braden Point type player? Uh, does Matt Kachuk turn into that 40 goal, 100 penalty minute guy that everybody can't live without? Uh, does Sean Monahan and Gaudreau get their game back in order? Yeah, you know, you've got you've got real talent on defense. Anderson, Tanev, Noah Hannafin. They've got bodies like Zadorov now. Um, who I don't know. Like there are some, there are bubble guys on bubble teams. 
Yep. And when you, when you put it all together, when you are the, the St. Louis Blues of 2019, your bubble guys become stars. Robert Thomas became a star. Bennington became a star. When that happens, Tampa, remember, three years ago, got bounced in the first round by Columbus, got swept, came back and won two straight cups. Their guys gelled. Their, their bubble players became stars. All of a sudden, the coach is a lot smarter. All of a sudden, your goaltender is a world beater. So, uh, so much of it, you know what you're going to get out of your top guys. You know what you're not going to get out of your bottom guys. It's, that, it's those bubble guys in the middle that make or break teams, and that's what causes teams to decline and retool or to propel themselves right into the conference finals. Yeah. And, and you're right. I mean, Markstrom is Markstrom's a good goaltender. He's a way better goaltender when the team is playing well, when they've got the puck all the time, and Bennington or anybody, pick a guy. It doesn't matter. The goaltender is normally the symptom, not the disease. Yep, 100%. Uh, transitioning, I guess uh, a lot, of, a lot of question marks for for teams this year will be um, what you see of PTOs in camp. <laughs> number number of PTOs coming in. Um, Jack Johnson, Artem Anisimov in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, to, just to name a couple. Um, do they do they play their way into into roster spots? You know, who, who takes the step in camp to, to keep that from happening? Right. Just to, to use those as examples, you know, do, does Artem Anisimov come in and take a roster spot away from a Logan O'Connor? Right. So here's, here's an so, option. Or Jack Johnson coming in and, and taking a spot away from Bowen Byram or, or Jacob McDonald. So, yeah, and in a perfect world, neither of those would happen. Johnson would be a depth guy who can play against anyone. He's not got certainly the upside anymore of a, of a guy like uh, Bowen Byram, certainly, but he's somebody that if Byram needs, you know, a couple weeks with a, with an ankle injury, now Johnson is perfectly capable. What you see the elite teams doing, and I'll call them elite, even though they've not been, you know, competing for a cup the last few years as they should have been maybe, you take a Toronto, take a Colorado, you take a lot of teams that are, and, and Tampa will be doing the same thing. Um, Vegas uh, to a lesser degree, Carolina, you, you've got your core guys. You've got your eight and $10 million guys everywhere in the lineup. You got them on defense, you got them forward, you got them in goal. Now to fill in that depth, number one, you don't have the cap space to go get anybody, but you're seeing more and more quality NHL everyday kind of guys like Jack Johnson, for example, who's, you know, at the end, he's on the tail end of his career, but great NHL career. He's now fighting to keep a league minimum job. Now you've got waiver wire guys. You've got PTO guys that are trying to hang on to a job and you need them to do that because you need a guy like Jack Johnson in the press box every night. You need him skating with the black aces every day to solidify your defense core, to give it depth and give you some insurance in, in the case of a, you know, a broken ankle with a blocked shot or something. A lot of teams are going that way in this, in this stage of the cap as they have to. So that's why you see a guy like Spezza playing for the league minimum. You see Luke Shen signing, you know, someplace every year because they need that depth guy for the league mini. 
So good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Anything else we want to close on uh, this week for episode 94? 94. No, but I'm going to make sure that I am in studio for 100, one way or another. We'll find a way to do it. So uh, thanks for joining on Zoom. Warren the Hockey Podcast, episode 94 this week. Uh, You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, Warren the Hockey Podcast, at Warren the Hockey Podcast, respectively. You can find us on uh, Spotify, uh, Apple uh, Apple or um, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. Uh, We are also, though there's technical difficulties with it, we are also on iHeartRadio. Um, you can also uh, find us on YouTube. Um, we've been away from YouTube uh, for a little while, but uh, you can find our Zoom, some of our Zoom conversations on YouTube. And um, we're on you. I didn't know we were on YouTube. I told you that. It's not my fault you forget. I I thought the only way you could get on YouTube was like having some kind of a major skateboard crash or something. You mean we? I made it to YouTube without. Mm-hmm. Your beautiful, your beautiful mug is sitting on, on YouTube <laughs> with conversations that we've had with Ryan Walter. Uh, so there's a few of those up. So, nice. uh, But you can find us on YouTube whenever we have Zoom conversations as we are still trying to sh- sort out uh, the, the recording and the video aspect when we are in studio together. Uh, You've got to warn me ahead of time so I can look good. You know, I want to look my best if we're going to be on YouTube. Yeah, well. You can only do so much. So fine, whatever. But, uh, so you can find us there. Make sure uh, if you are there. Uh, we apologize for being away for a few weeks. Again, Zoom is kind of our way of, of doing it right now. Um, when we are on the YouTube's, as the old folks like to say, um, subscribe there. Notification bell. Uh, this one will be up on YouTube as well as well as the audio on the, on the necessary platforms. And yeah, so thanks for joining on Zoom. Appreciate it. Great to be here. And, thanks for having me. Yep. Thanks for everybody for tuning in. If we offended you, then I don't care. Uh, yeah. Let not everybody. Sure, not sure what you want me to do if we offended you. Um, let me. Let me. Sounds like more of a you problem than an than an us problem. But so. just let everybody have their own opinion. Don't yep. tell everyone what to think. Get a vaccination if you want to. Don't if you don't. It, it's all good. Like everybody's. Everybody should be entitled to their own freedom, and and we will stand by that regardless. Anyhow, thanks for having me on. It's great. Yep, to, absolutely. Great to see you. Appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll uh, see everybody throughout the hockey community. Cheers. Cheers.